podcast uh hello liana hello ed uh things to talk about today i'm not gonna tell you because as as longtime listeners know we will sometimes go into this program with a list of things we want to talk about and then the conversation goes wherever it goes and in the end we don't talk about the things we said we're going to talk about and then it becomes like a bait and switch which i don't want to do bait and Um, switches are deliberate we're just well, not I organized. Becomes, I said it becomes like a bait and switch. We're just not organized. There is no conspiracy. You have to be careful because it streams on the Internet, Ed. And the minute anybody can can, uh, you know, chalk up to some sort of conspiracy, what is actually just ineptitude, people will do it. Yeah, that's right. We're not evil conspiracists. We're inept. I, I admit that freely. Oh, all right. Um, so, uh, by the way, uh, very excited. Going to be a big weekend for me. Oh yeah. I, I can go on a big spending spree. I got the, uh, bribery check from Doug Ford for my, uh, license plate sticker. Oh yeah. That thing that no one I've talked to is particularly enthused by this. Well, you know, I, I look at this $290 check and say, hmm, like it's an interesting game I play. It's like, hmm, which social program is this coming? Well, out? I, I think that's, you know, I, I would rather that 200 and some dollars goes to needs based autism therapy. Just just saying that. Yeah, I mean, uh, amongst amongst many 50, other thousand kids waiting for services. But, you know, please give a $200 refund. Yeah. I know somebody else who got like a $400 refund. What? I guess, I guess he did the uh, two years, but. What? Now I'm mad. Why did he get more? Maybe he has multiple me? cars. Oh, multiple cars. That's probably why. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know of anybody who's really enthused by this. I, I tried. I did a little thought exercise, Ed, because I try to be fair. You know, right. I, I try to be considerate of people. Uh, but. I thought, okay, what could be a positive reason for this? And I thought, all right, they're trying to take a bit of a, the sting out of inflation for people, but this no, isn't enough. Not. And well, it's also, here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem with that, right? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying here, okay? I'm all giving right. the benefit of the doubt. That's what I do, right? No, you don't. The the people who are really being stung by say, I, I do, I do give benefit of the doubt. I was waiting for when you'd react to that. Ah, should have let it go like Elsa. Uh, but the people who are really going to be stung by things like the the spike in the cost of food don't have cars. They can't afford cars. This is a sop to the 905. People like us who have cars, who live in, apparently there are a few ridings in places like, well, Scarborough's not the 905, but there are a few places that were only decided last time by like 2,000 votes. Obviously those seats are vulnerable this time around. And so they're thinking that bribing people with money that they are removing from the uh, general revenues, which means the government is less capable of doing what governments need to do. Like, you know what? Most people, this, this money, will evaporate 
it will not change their financial status. But it's the it's the thought of it, Ed. This this to me, and this is just my speculation, but I'm pretty good about these things, right? I have a pretty good track record. Pretty yeah, I'll give you that. You're very good at that. Yeah, this to me is trying to turn out base enthusiasm instead of trying to persuade people to vote conservative in the upcoming Ontario election. And I say that because if you look at the numbers, the raw numbers, the general polling, Ford's sitting around 40% voting intention, which sounds pretty good on its face, right? In a three-party race, you can get a strong minority or a majority with 40% support. Yes. It's a question of where that vote is concentrated. If he's got 60% support in you know, certain ridings in the exurbs, that doesn't help win a seat in the inner suburbs. And he needs to win more than just the typical conservative basis. He needs to win some of those more competitive ridings. And I suspect their plan is just going to be split the vote or suppress the vote um, among his competitors and just drive up enthusiasm so his his base or those soft conservative voters don't stay home. Because the other number that his his strategists have got to be concerned about is his unfavorables. It's something it's it's over 50 percent. No, I will definitely vote against him. Those are people who are motivated to go out and actively vote against him. Those people are going to show up at the polls to get him out of office. And that all it all depends on how that vote splits. Right. Well, you make good points. Uh, um, I still think that he's got a tremendous chance to win again. Oh, I I think he does. Because the opposition is just. So, I mean, election hasn't officially started. I've noticed that they started doing uh, photo ops with Stephen Del Duca with no glasses. So we're supposed, this is like Clark Kent and Superman. See, uh, no, uh, Stephen Del Duca looks like Dr. Savannah from Shazam. And I think that's kind of cool. You want, so you would like uh, someone who resembles an evil uh, super criminal. I'd rather a guy, well, okay. Uh, Define resembles. It's better in look than in action, right? And I just want to talk about Dr. Savannah because the Shazam supporting characters don't get enough love. I don't like that we have to call him Shazam now and his real name's Captain Marvel. I know, but you call somebody Captain Marvel now and people... It it was confusing that there's a character called Captain Marvel in DC. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know why they didn't just change his name to Captain Thunder. Or something like that. I don't know. Shazam's kind of cool. The way the way they made the movie, Shazam worked because it was like a kid's movie and it was very light. And I don't know. Here's the problem with a character calling himself Shazam. The magic word he says. Right. Turn from the boy into a superhero is Shazam. So the guy can't say his own name. He goes up to introduce somebody. Hi, I'm Shazam. He turns into a little boy again. Lightning well, Sh- comes and hits him. So he's a superhero who can't say his own name. Shazam was also the wizard, right? Shazam initially. was the name of the wizard. Yeah. And yeah. You're saying the name of the wizard and the wizard's name comes from uh, uh, an acronym for, uh, let's see, Solomon, Hercules, Atlas. Right. Zeus, Zeus. Achilles. Is and it Mer- Achilles? 
Achilles and uh, Mercury. Okay. Um, so that you know, he's got the the powers of these. They call them uh, uh, heroes of legend because there's right. a mixture there of mythological characters, yeah, and biblical characters, yeah, and yeah, so it's and, a bit of a hodgepodge. But yeah. he can't say that's like me going up and saying to somebody, "Hi, my name's Ed," and I turn into somebody else completely. Well, uh, one one might say you do, in fact, do that. No, one might not say that. <laughs> So just like that's why I don't like his name being Shazam. That's you, that well, is a magic word that is but, not his name. Okay, and things change. Things change. We we can't live in the past. Well, they they and they changed for a character who had a very lame movie. Oh uh, well, that's fighting words. The movie was lame. It was just eh. That's what the I Captain mean by Marvel lame. movie was eh. Okay, was Goose eh. the Cat. Goose the Cat was awesome. Samuel Jackson was awesome. It's just the main character was flat by design. And that that was unfortunate. Speaking of, uh, I was just thinking they spent a lot of money on a movie that was meh. It made a lot of money, though, too. Did you hear um, that CNN canceled their CNN Plus streaming service? Are we totally moving off the Ontario election? Yeah. Okay, I had more things to say about it, but we'll right, circle back. back. To, we'll go to CNN Plus later. What did you okay. want to say? Well, just that the thing I'm going to, I am concerned about is the NDP is calling for a lot of spending as well. The NDP, if their mouth is open, they're calling for a lot of spending. Okay, but in this case, it's stuff like free birth control. Which All is right. is going to ignite certain culture war issues. It's it's very clear that Horry uh, called for a, a few other um, widespread spending things, and what I don't understand is why it's oh free this free that you know these these targeted things that are clearly oh they want to aim this at women and there's a couple things Del Duca has done though you know he's calling for a handgun ban which always ends up being controversial. Well, it's it's controversial with me because I'm like, really? You have no new policies? You're go- going back to the well with this old thing, this handgun ban? The well, this- crimes are committed by illegal handguns. This is just such uh, such obvious pandering. Okay, like, I don't- Can you come I, up with a new idea, please? I somewhat disagree, even though I don't necessarily think a handgun ban will be effective. Uh, if somebody's got a gun, if they're all illegal, then it's pretty obvious they shouldn't have it as opposed to ha- is that a legal gun? Is that an illegal gun? Yeah, but you know what? Sport shooting and stuff like that. I still see that there's you know, a that most there's people a don't do that with handguns. What's that? Most people don't do that with handguns. With sport shooting? Yeah, sure. There's sport shooting with handguns. They might be they might be Not like skeet shooting. They might be going to the gun range, but most that's what I mean. shooting is I think that just make the guns have to remain at the gun range. Well, that's essentially a ban on on provincial streets. But it's not a ban on handguns altogether. You still own the handgun, but it's kept at a, a, a authorized depot. OK, but Ed, look, you're talking about this, right? I just brought it up. And you just jump to offer your opinion. And this is why I actually think it was a good place for Del Duca to start. Okay. But if you notice any topic you bring up, I jump in to offer my opinion. So this is not a good gauge. 
no, no, some you're just like, ah, I don't know. But this was the thing about the thing about the NDP stuff. You didn't jump on it. I did too. I said, I right away said that if they open their mouth, they're asking for more spending. Yeah, but you didn't engage with the topic. You did on the handgun ban. Because I think that it's, I just don't like my intelligence being insulted. Because you have an opinion on it. Don't, I don't have an opinion on handguns in particular. I don't care if they ban them or not. Don't beat the same old drum. You are falling into the trap, Ed. You are falling into the trap. You're not going to win by beating the same old drum. But who likes new ideas, new ideas, who likes safety driven bands, suburban moms? That's who that messaging is targeted at. And every time a guy like you goes, oh, don't ban it. Suburban moms go, I am afraid I am going to consider voting for Del Duca. It's a very interesting sideways way of getting people to engage with the liberal platform because that issue is so charged. There's the logical argument and then there's the emotional response. And I actually think that was a clever place to start because we are so far far out and people are engaging on the issue. And he not only baited you, Ed, he got Ford to respond. And whenever Ford is responding to a challenger, that raises the profile of the challenger. You don't see Ford responding to Horvath's stuff. You see him responding to Del Duca's thing about guns. Well, I don't care, really. I'm not vested one way or the other. Oh, but you jumped on it. You jumped on it. Hold on. I jumped on that. I think that it's cynical and it's old ideas. I really want to see from the liberals, from a challenger, I want to see some new ideas. Not Don't bring me out something that has been trotted out before so many times. Give me something new. Give me a new approach. Give me a new way to look at an issue. Give me something and something that really affects, like, you know, things like, like uh, uh, daycare affect so many people. Yeah, uh, but they're not going to affect people who don't have kids. They're not going to touch that. They're not going to touch that because Ford eventually agreed. He did it kicking and screaming, but he eventually agreed to low cost daycare. But that's just an example I'm giving of. Give me. See, I I think that's too small. I think and they're never going to do it because the approval numbers aren't quite there yet. But the next big thing, the next big fight in province of Ontario is universal basic income. And it doesn't seem like anybody wants to touch it. And that's interesting because that means they think every party thinks this election is winnable. They're not they're not positioning themselves for the next cycle because the popularity of UBI is going up, but it's not there yet. I admit I'm a convert to universal basic income. I was not. uh, It is a Band-Aid, but it's a compelling Band-Aid. Well, they found that it actually winds up being cheaper than the welfare model. Well, because we have different, you know, it it combines unemployment insurance, straight up welfare and ODSP. Now, ODSP needs a top up and I'm really surprised and it's still early. Maybe someone will will come out and advocate for that. But those who don't know, ODSP stands for Ontario Disability Services Pension. It's it's disability. It's it's the disability payment. The, The disability payment is so low it is so beneath oh it's human dignity and human uh, the cost of living just because you're disabled doesn't mean you should have to live in squalor 
And Ontario, no, but it's not a, there's not enough of a lobby of the disabled people to make them to make this a, a, an issue. But I give a damn. I care more than I do about guns, about the fact that our disabled people are forced to live in misery. Apologies, I got it wrong. It's Ontario Disability Support Program. And this really this really came to light during CERB that people were getting two thousand bucks a month in CERB and ODSP was only paying out twelve hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it it but then you get into the mix of provincial programs versus federal programs and the NDP likes to muddy those waters and it's going to be an interesting election and that's why I like to present facts as well as my opinion but also analysis of why politicians come out with I'll be nice and say nonsense because sometimes that nonsense is effective. And I, I agree with you. I don't count Ford out because his voters understand checks for a few hundred bucks. But again, that's an enthusiasm play. His voters are motivated. The opponent's voters, you can't really say they have a, a real strong base. There's not a lot of enthusiasm. There's enthusiasm. Well. For for because of the culture wars, there's enthusiasm for anyone calling themselves a conservative unless they're Jean Charest. Well, no, there is there is enthusiasm to vote against Ford. What Del Duca and Hervais have to do is convert that to enthusiasm to vote for them. All right. And Ford's going around doing a lot of nickel dime hospital spending as well, which. I admit is a good move. I'm surprised nobody said, why didn't he actually do this during COVID when he was saying, can't afford it, can't afford it. I'd cut an ad with all the times he was like, can't afford it, can't afford it during COVID. Why can he all of a sudden afford it? Yeah, and where'd the uh, billions the federal government gave him to fight COVID go? Well, maybe that's it. what he's spending now. He kept it. Yeah, for election promises. But clip, the can't afford it, can't afford it, can't afford it. Oh, now all of a sudden that it's an election, you can't afford it. How does that work? That's it's not it's not about conservatives. People people who identify as conservative get defensive. And I understand why when you start criticizing a particular conservative politician, because it's it's identity politics that often don't get called identity politics. This is not about conservative policy, because what Doug Ford is doing right now is not traditional conservative policy he's spending like crazy this is oh, about that that is conservative policy when an election time comes i said traditional conservative policy well it's traditionally what conservatives do when an election comes well it is it is historically yes but my issue with ford is that if you really look at his record when it came time to make a decision he never hesitated to hesitate. And I'm, I'm, I'm surprised somebody hasn't used that too, because he's like, I won't hesitate. I won't hesitate. You heard him say that. But what was he talking about not hesitating to do? Pausing reopenings. So he, he wasn't going to hesitate to hesitate on a policy. It, it was just, he's really good at this suburban dad at a soccer practice manner of speaking 
But when it actually came time to lead and step up and go out there and face hostile crowds, where was he? There, I mean, uh, where is snowmobiling Doug Ford? and making cheesecake? Yeah, he was at the cottage. He he couldn't get tough when he needed to. He couldn't step up and lead. He'd send Christine Elliott out there when things got tough. There's a reason I think she's not running again. I think she's burned out. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Working side by side with that boob for years. Well, let's move on. Now do you want to talk about CNN Plus? Yeah, let's move away from from talking about the Ontario election. I I don't care. Um, Yeah, CNN Plus was launched a month ago by CNN. They spent $300 million on it. $300 million. And after a month, they're shutting it down. They had shows by... Yeah, um, they poached Chris Wallace. They, yeah, they, they poached Chris Wallace from Fox for it. They, they had some notable talent that they uh, paid to do shows on CNN+. And after a month, a month, they pull a $300 million investment. Well, that's because of the acquisition. How the acquisition just, by discovery. It just goes to show you how money doesn't mean the same thing when you come to big business. Well, I, I do agree with what Discovery's saying that at but my question is why didn't Warner recognize this? That it makes more sense to have the CNN programming under a greater Warner Discovery like Peacock is doing. They bundle in their NBC, MSNBC news streaming shows with their uh, entertainment stuff. And it's all in, one, all in one place. It's simple. You get a whole bunch of stuff at the same time. So people sample. CNN Plus wasn't doing that. They were getting 10,000 viewers at, a, uh, at, 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 the, at their peak time. Okay, but Ten, it was a month. 10,000 10, viewers is so nothing. I, I don't think that's why they did it. I think it, I think Discovery's right. I just wonder what's going to happen to, to guys like Chris Wallace now. Uh, Cause they better oh, don't be worry very, about very him. He's, he, they, they signed him into a, he wouldn't have left without a really good contract. I, I hope not because you have to reward people for defying Fox news. Well, yes. This is a mistake that the left makes a lot. And CNN, you can't really put a political affiliation on CNN. It's all over the place, but it's considered... No, if you're on the right, CNN is the Antichrist. Right. But you, this is something the left is really bad at. They think that getting a, a gold star for moral purity is enough of a reward when what they need to start doing is you know, rewarding people with jobs and money like the right does. I mean, look at how many people, you know, Gina Carano, when she got into trouble on social media and got fired from the Mandalorian, she could have gone either way there and the right threw money at her. So what was it? The Daily Wire offered her a development deal of some kind. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's going to see those shows. No time those shows come out. Everybody is is going to forget about her. But they got her. It's some movie made by this conservative wank named uh, Ben Shapiro. Nobody's going to watch it. No one's going to watch it. Kevin Sorbo fans like uh, all four of them. Did you see the weird Tucker Carlson special lately? 
I heard there was something about tanning testicles. Oh, so weird. It was so, I mean, that it increases virility. Ah, don't, don't even, testicles. Ed, don't even, because that this, this screams troll. This is telling me that Tucker Carlson either needs to pivot from the stuff advertisers can't stand or his ratings are tanking because his ratings have to stay incredibly high to, to pull up all of Fox's news overall ratings because people don't want to advertise on his show. He's too toxic. So this was an attention seeking thing. Why would so you absurd. Pick, why would you pick tanning of testicles? Because it's like, a show about the end of men. The, uh, I am so, so was, sick of this narrative. So the end of men is that men are getting their testicles tanned? Or is there, are they saying that men will persist if they get their testicles tanned? No, the whole idea is men are so afraid of a reduction in virility. They're so, you know, it, it, it's that it's a metaphor. Who right? wants your balls burned? I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how there's this became this, a topic. I don't understand this, how this became a craze. I don't get it. There's this thing now and it bothers me because the feelings are real at the core of it that a lot of guys feel like they don't have supports and they don't have anybody who cares about them. But instead of looking at other aspects of their lives, you've got certain charlatans out there saying, well, it's because you're men and the world doesn't care about men. And there are so many it's things. It's still a man's world for crying out loud. Well, as much as the, people the, like the, to scream, it's still a man's world. It's, it's less so than it was. Right. But it's less so sure, than it was, but it's still but, a man's world Ask but, any woman who's working in it. But OK, let's let's you're losing people, Ed. This is a this is a persuasive argument here, not a fact driven argument. Right. If you look at, you know, what happened on social media this week with J Johnny Depp, there was a huge outpouring of support for him. Will Smith got people talking about his feelings, even though he committed an act of violence. I wanted to see more people support Chris Rock, quite frankly. And people well, go, everyone well, everyone supported Chris Rock just about. No, not all. People were supporting both. The funny thing is the people that went out and see, like the celebrities that seemed really happy about what happened to Chris Rock were women. And I was like, what? But there are there is evidence that there is still people who care about men but i keep hearing people saying i got arrested because i broke down crying and people didn't care they were just afraid because a man was crying and it is not the case that the critical thing there was that they were a man there are other things because i know other men that have things like that and they do get help i it's broke down crying and they didn't care. I did have a bloody knife in my hand. Well, that, still, that's, there's obviously other elements. You know, the other that problem story. here is that men don't ask for help. So for men to complain that no one cares about them and no one helps them when men don't ask for help is kind of a catch 22. If you want to, if you if you've made it so that being a man, these people who who, who tan their testicles are they're, they're They've made it that being a man means you don't ask for help and then they turn around and complain and no one helps them. See, it's it's beyond that, Ed, though. It's beyond that. Even when some men ask for help, they do it in a way that's not recognized as an ask for help. 
And it's a cry for help. Right. I mean, ask for help, which means it's often bad behavior, which comes across as aggression and hostility. Right. Which is a cry for help, but it isn't asking for help. And when you when you put it forward as hostility, people respond to hostility different than vulnerability. But men would rather be dead than be vulnerable. Oh, really, Ed? What? Really? You're saying this. What? I'm going to leave that there. What you're saying is accurate. It's just, I mean, 911 Lone Star is doing a whole anger management, anger management. I don't like that term. I don't like that term. Uh, what would you rather call it then? I, I wouldn't focus on anger. I'd focus on the underlying issues. Because the idea that anger needs to be managed is that is focusing on the anger instead of the underlying insecurities and lack of boundaries that are causing the explosive anger. Yeah, but it comes out as anger. That's like saying uh, calling it cancer therapy is is not focusing on the right thing. No, that you're proving my point. You're actually treating the cancer in that case. Right? Well, you're treating the anger as well. But you, you can't, that doesn't causes work. Of it. That does not work. See, this is why I'm getting my own show. Uh, it, it, that doesn't work. Um, it, it, you have to address the underlying vulnerabilities and insecurities and missing pieces to actually, because otherwise, what do people do? They just don't get angry, don't get angry, breathe through it, count colors. That doesn't, that just, oh, that's the, the present stuff. Like you look around, you count red objects or something like that to stay calm. The, the things that are being given, there's fundamental stuff that anger is masking in a lot of things. And I feel it's a real struggle for me with my YouTube content because I get these guys coming at me like a ton of bricks at 100 miles an hour, right? And I understand it's a cry for help. But I get put in a situation where I can empathize with the feelings, but I can't reward the behavior. And it makes me feel very sad because they don't know how to do it any other way. I actually had a guy call me matronly on YouTube. Matronly? This week. Oh, I laughed. Me. Was that supposed matronly. to be a compliment or an No, insult? no. It was one of those guys. Well, you're trying, but. You, you're still blinded by the feminist lens and here's all the things you're wrong about. And then they started on my tone and my matronly delivery. I'm like, are you kidding? Matronly? Who is this dude's mama if I'm matronly? <laughs> it was just, it all came out. The bitterness that, you know, you read what people are putting out there and it is such a cry for help. But, and I get it. These guys are so afraid of showing vulnerability that they combine condescension with clear seething anger because it's all they know how to do. But I want to be able to give anyone a little bit of hope, but I can't reward bad behavior because if I let one person do that to me, I have to let everybody do that to me. And that's the thing precisely the thing that these guys don't understand. There is a point where you train people how to treat you, right? And they are accepting 
the fact they when I say, you know, I understand why men feel disposable, I understand why men feel vulnerable, I get we don't feel vulnerable, we don't feel disposable, we are disposable, the world doesn't care about us. It's like, okay, well, you're accepting that as truth. I've never heard such whiny crap oh. in my life. Oh, it well, it's it's not, it's it's angry. It's angry, it's a lack care of care about us. Wah, wah, wah. You're really helping, Ed. Well, sorry, but I'm a male figure here, and I'm saying that this is BS. People need to need to get a grip that the world doesn't care about you. The, okay, here's the truth. The world doesn't care about anybody. When you're talking well, the, about the, the world, world. The world doesn't world, have feelings. The world doesn't care about anybody. It's ta- You're talking about the people around you are the only people that you can expect to give a damn about you. Not the wider world. What does the wider world care about anybody? They don't. And ultimately, in the wider world perspective, people are concerned with themselves and their immediate family. Uh, that, that's the wider world perspective. No, it isn't about you most of the time. And if the people around you don't give you the feeling that they care about you, well, that's something to address. But to go complaining that nobody cares about you, no one cares about anybody. Well, no, people, some people do care about other people. It's just you know what I mean talk in the about, broad sense. But when you talk about the world, right? These are these are very telling generalizations, right? This is a story that people tell themselves about their own experience. You're right. The world does not care about anybody, but we know we have a loneliness epidemic right now. And that's what people are saying when they're like, the world doesn't care. It means, I mean, clearly their family of origin is not giving them support. A lot of people are in that boat, but the friendships, the close working relationships have not been developed. And to me, what's standing in the way of that is fear. Everybody is so afraid of being judged that they never form connections. And we do need leadership that that speaks to that. I mean, the reason people are watching these ridiculous Tucker Carlson specials and voting for Doug Ford, even though, you know, never mind conservative identity. He's a terrible leader. They're voting for him because they see him as most like them. The guy who's least likely to judge them as lacking because he's a terrible leader, right? Here's a question. Does Doug Ford tan his testicles? Now, try and get that image out of your head now. I, I, I see yes. nothing, no joke I could make about that as a cope is appropriate for radio. Just try and get that image of Doug Ford tanning his testicles. Out of, do they use like handheld machines or do they use I, those tanning beds? See, I haven't seen this thing. It looks like, a, you know, my Switch dock, my Nintendo Switch dock that yeah. I used. To, it looks like that, but with the PS5 blue light coming out of it. So like, people it are like, it's like taking a blow dryer to your testicles, but it's it's tanning lights. It's it's malarkey. How do they stop your testicles from getting too hot? No one likes sweaty sack. It's it's nonsense. It is all theater. It is not. Also, news. wouldn't somebody, when you are uh, disrobing, <laughs> notice that your testicles are more tanned than the rest of your body? Like, wouldn't that? Wouldn't that pose a question? A guy like this. Why why are your sacks darker than the rest of your body? Like why do they also tan their their member at the same time? Or 
Is it I, supposed to be like an Oreo thing? Like it's and vanilla the, and chocolate. Like what? What's going on there? The clip will questions. explain it. These questions just flood my mind because um, it would seem odd when you take off your clothing and your testicles are are much more tanned than the rest of your body. That would it would pose so many questions that could ruin the moment. See, all the bait is working on Ed this week. All the bait is working. These are fascinating questions to me. They're questions. I'm not sure they're fascinating. Fascinating to me. Fascinating like, was this week's episode of Moon Knight. This stuff is bait. It's like guys who um, shave off all of their, 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 their pubic hair because they say it makes their penis look bigger. And my thought is, well, whoever you're trying to impress, if you get the chance to employ your, your penis, they will know exactly how big it is anyways, with or without the scrub around it. Are we so, allowed to say these words on the radio? Penis? Yeah, it's yeah. a medical term. Are we? I, I don't know. I said a word apparently I wasn't supposed to say a few weeks ago, and now I'm all freaked out. Don't freak out. Say penis. I, I say that word plenty. I just don't know if I can say it on the radio. And I'm what? not just going to do it to make you happy setting a boundary. All right. Um, while I ponder the questions uh, stirred up by tanning testicles. I'm so sorry I brought that up now. I'm not. Um, let's move on then, Liana. Did you let's look up the video during the break? Of the tanning testicles? <laughs> no. It wasn't just that. No, I don't want to see some guy's sack being tanned. You just spent two minutes thinking about it. Why I don't are want you it. trying yeah, to? Yeah, but when you think about sacks, you'll think about potentially your own, which is like home what? cooking. Whereas what? if you're watching a video, you're seeing somebody else's and you don't want to see somebody else's sacks. Why not? What do I want to see them for? What, what, not a question of wanting to see it. It's a question of why are you bothered by seeing it? I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see somebody else's uh, bags. Men are so weird about bodies. Men are what, so women weird like about to look other, women's other women's, other women's vajayjays? Okay, let me, let me put it this way, Ed. Who's on the cover of a men's magazine? Women. Who's on the cover of a woman's magazine? Women. Explain to me why this is so. I don't have a problem looking at guys. I don't want to look at their private parts. Well, women don't want to look at other women's private parts. It's just if it happens, it is not some moral problem. I don't have a moral problem with it. I simply don't want to see it. But you feel the need to announce that you don't want to see it. Like anybody's Well, you asked me why it. I didn't look at the video and I told you. Had but you, you not have told, these... asked me that, I wouldn't have said I didn't, I didn't look at the video because I don't want to see somebody else's bags. You have all these questions about it. Why don't, you don't actually see anything. It's covered up. Like you can't put that on TV. Why not? Except, got, except it's premium got table. a giant penis there with Tucker Carlson. Well, okay. Anybody else find it funny that Tucker Carlson goes after, you know, uh, gender nonconforming and uh, LGBTQ people and his name is Tucker? <laughs> I just got that. Like the one guy to go after trans people unironically is named Tucker. That's funny. That was a joke, people. I'm good. I like, you know, it's just I keep thinking about that. It's, does he never stop and think? 
about the irony of this, right? No, he doesn't. And that's the problem with guys like him and, and Shapiro. And they're not really conservatives. They're not. They're people who use the conservative brand to create cultural personality. And it bothers me because I actually do think there's a place for conservative politics. When they're sane, with conservative politics now, what we call conservative politics, um, it's not conservative. It's it, 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 it's it's penis swinging, um, chest beating um, uh, nonsense uh, about, uh, you know, establishing uh, masculinity, really, more than it is because it's about rejecting any compassion, um, rejecting any concern for anyone but yourself, rejecting anybody who has compassion or concern for anyone other than themselves. Where is the discussion about small government and yeah, well, conservative yeah. economic policy? Yeah, it, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about, though. The, the size of government is I, I actually believe in small government, even though I lean liberal because I think that small government helps liberal policies. Let adults live the way they want to live with notable exceptions. Don't like minimize the number of things you're telling people what they can and cannot do, right? We don't have that though. And, and historically, I'm going to get wonky again. Apologies in advance. This is what happens every time America gets, gets fought to a stalemate in a war. It happened after Vietnam. It's happened after, you know, the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq did not produce that many results. This happens historically when the U.S. failure to project military might comes back home, you get these crises of masculinity. I did not expect to talk about this today, but what did you want I, to talk about? Well, I, I don't brought know. up tanning of testicles. So, yeah, you knew that was coming. I did not think you were going to run with that. But, <laughs> you know, how long have you worked with me? Yeah, but normally you just go to a happy place and don't want to engage. Well, clearly you misjudged. Yeah, clearly it, it, you're you're growing as a human being, Ed. Yes, well done. The, the 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 demarcation that I'm growing as a human being is that I engaged in talking about uh, questions arising from the tanning of testicles. I will take what I can get. But it yeah, it's 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 historically it's interesting i'm just worried because we don't teach history and people don't seem nearly as interested in history as i am but what's happening in the world today makes a lot more sense in context of the past you can see reasons for it to me it makes what's happening a lot less scary and a lot more temporary and i think we need a big injection of that into the discussion that everybody can just calm down and work this out the existential threats you're perceiving might not be so existential. All right. I, I, another, I, I want to move on. To, I want to get one more subject in before we're done, Leanna. Okay. You, you grew up, you're a video gamer. You grew up with Mike Tyson's punch out, right? <laughs> we have to tread very carefully on that game. It was a video game. <laughs> it was a popular video game. back when, you... Around when would you say that was popular? Mid 80s. All right, so it was 80s, late 80s, in sort of like the, the early I days know this. of video gaming, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was a popular game, and apparently somebody got to play it with him in person on an airplane. Well, this is not the first person who thought they could beat Mike Tyson or Mike Tyson beat them. 
I don't understand. Oh. Apparently, this guy was sitting behind Tyson and was talking to him and bugging him. And Tyson says he threw a water bottle at him. And then Tyson turned around and we just wailed on the guy. And my thought is, they should not charge Mike Tyson with anything. This guy, whoa, this guy, come on. This guy was asking, who do you go into a pit with a with, with a hungry lion? Okay, that's no, steaks? no, 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 no. Mike Tyson is responsible for controlling Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is barely uh, uh, is barely a functioning human being. No, that is not okay. That is not acceptable. This is not the first time Mike Tyson's done something like this. Remember when he bit a guy? That was in the ring. Mike Tyson has problems. That was in the ring. This yeah. is the, when when you someone's coming at you in the ring. They are an opponent. They know they're going to be fighting you. Why would you some pipsqueak on an airplane? Wave a red, uh, a red car, a red flag in front of Mike Tyson. Like, dude, are, are you trying to remove yourself from the gene pool? Okay, there's no proof the water bottle actually happened. There is a video of him standing over Mike Tyson trying to talk to him. But I'm sorry, no, especially somebody who was a professional boxer, you can really hurt someone. It's Which not acceptable. You don't stand there bugging Mike Tyson. Okay, this is the thing that bothered me about the, the Will Smith thing, too. I made the jokes. It's like, okay, it's true. But people pointed out that if that was Jason Momoa making a G.I. Jane joke, there's no way Will Smith would have done that. I think Howard Stern said that. Yeah. And it's a fair observation, but it just shows the problem with the whole paradigm. Like, oh, guys big and muscular, they can get away with more than a guy who's not. And I'm no, if he had, if he had walked up to this guy out of the blue or if this guy had just made some passing comment. No, not cool. But when you're when you're driving Mike, like, like. Don't put your hand on the hot element. No, I'm sorry, Ed. You're wrong here. You're wrong here. The number of times I felt menaced after a comedy show because people didn't like a bit I did about a certain type of picture that guys send to women. Oh, I don't think that, see, see that's, that's but not that's the words. same thing. That's words, no, it's words. They felt unmanned, and so they were giving me kind of menacing looks. See, that, see that's not cool. But, but Mike, why Tyson is that? Is, Mike Tyson is nothing but a fighting machine. Why would you taunt him? No, he's a human being who's responsible for his own actions. Okay, but why would you why would you taunt him? Wisdom would indicate I, do not taunt Mike Tyson. I don't think the guy was intending to taunt him. He was probably a fan and was awkward. If he was a fan and he was awkward, that's not cool. But if he was actually bothering, like taunting him, like how stupid would you have to be? Well, okay. Have you seen what goes on in the US right now? Okay. You basically just have to be an average American. Okay, the story says the guy was belligerent. He was probably drunk. But I thought you're not allowed to do that on planes anymore. Get drunk? Well, I thought you're not allowed to be belligerent on planes. Like, that's, you not get arrested. Towards, not towards the staff. See, I don't think you should be able to be belligerent on planes to anybody. Well, now, the definition no. of belligerent. No, you no. shouldn't be. Though I think there's probably a lot more people who are belligerent and have to be talked down than we know about. On oh, planes. no, it's Especially a big problem. Nowadays. Especially yeah. nowadays with the masks. And, and this is why 
this is why there's missing pieces of this story. I think like, there's missing why, pieces of that guy. Well, why was the guy allowed to just harangue anybody for that long? Something's missing here. Also, why is Mike Tyson taking a coach seat in JetBlue? Well, he was apparently going to San Francisco to promote his cannabis brand. Clearly, the benefits of cannabis supposedly being uh, relaxing your mood, not always working on Mike Tyson. How much cannabis you need to work on Mike Tyson? Well, it 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 when you when you take it, it's okay. But some people have a rebound effect where they get really anxious when they're not stoned. People really have to monitor. There's apparently some places in Manitoba, I think this week, that there are more pot shops than Tim Hortons. Really? Yikes. Do they have a drive through? Probably. Probably at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the well, that's another story altogether. The, the number of pot shops is going to start dropping precipitously because it, it you can't to. have that many of them. There's not that many people that, that want the stuff. There's two shops within walking distance of each other near me. Really? Oh, yeah. What, do people go price compare? Like, I, I don't. There's different. I don't know. I'm don't allergic know. to the stuff, so I don't know any of these things. But people who love their pot really love their pot to the point that they are so into it. I actually miss my Ataku buddies. You it's know, funny because gets- when people are into that, that much into alcohol, we call them alcoholics and consider it a problem. Yeah, it, it just pot culture is its own thing. But people get so detailed and obsessed with it. I want to go talk anime with somebody who's, you know, on the autism spectrum, because that I understand and I can relate to. All right. Well, we're going to let you go do that now. All right. I awesome. can be found on Twitter at Red Leanna K. Her Probably YouTube talking channel. about Dohoi Doro. <laughs> her YouTube, I don't know what that means. Her YouTube channel is Liana K. Four days a week, there are very interesting, uh, funny, uh, provocative, thought-provoking videos. Five days a week, if you support her on Patreon, which I encourage. Uh, find me at Ed DeSock on Twitter. Look at newmusicnation.ca. You'll find Liana and I there, introducing the best music from across Canada. And uh, that's it. Ready to say goodbye, Liana? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.